You are listening to the Black Sitcom History Podcast with Shannon and Summer, where we explore issues from episodes of the most popular and polarizing black television sitcoms from the 1970s and beyond. Hello, hello, everyone. I am Summer. I'm Shannon. What's going on? You caught me off guard, babe. What's going on, everyone? I said we were recording. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm ready. Sorry. It's us. We're back. Welcome back to um, Black Sitcom History. Yes, welcome back, everyone. Yes, um, it's Friday. Friday. Yes, November 6th, right? Yeah, yes. November 6th. A few days after the election, uh, election and we are still well election day election day uh, still the election right because we're <laughs> waiting to find out who the winner is yeah everyone keeps saying you know biden pretty much is the winner but it's not over till it's over and as many folks have proclaimed you know um we've got to keep counting these votes we got to keep counting the votes. Yes. If the yeah. votes were sent in on time as they should have been in the proper channel, then we got to keep counting them until they're counted. I don't I don't know. I feel like um people are a little bit too surprised that we're we're where we are right now and I'm like, well, this is like a weird year, Doug. This is to be expected. <laughs> yes. Um they need to get accustomed. Well, not accustomed to it, but just Realize, like you said, we have some things occur this year (coughs) that um, are preventing normal day-to-day life alone. And then on top of that, that we have the election going on. And everybody got everybody that's a registered voter received a a ballot that they could mail in or send in Mm -hmm. some other kind of way. So, um, and it's you know it's actually my first time ever casting my vote um prior to election day right so that was interesting i might do that all the time forever Mm. in the future but um no i mean but yeah everybody got something in the mail so you're receiving a lot a lot more mailed in ballots so it's to be expected Mm. right yeah summer mailed hers i actually went to the polling booth <laughs> and did mine um i was in there less than seven minutes and no one was there pretty much when i got there there was one other person casting their vote and when i left two other people came in and i went on um monday the day before the election and it wasn't crowded at all so i'm going to continue to go in i just i don't know i'm one of those people i like to see uh, at least my ballot actually do something <laughs> instead of just being mailed off. I saw mine go into the mail, into, into the a mail. slot. And you also received um, <laughs> you know, updates, right? Yeah, I registered for those notifications. So once it went through, the, I didn't even bother to even look for, um, and I, I did know where, where some of those things were, the, the boxes, the special um California or LA registrar boxes that were set up. I, yeah. I knew where they were, but I was in a place where there was a mail drop. So mm-hmm. I put it in the mail and signed up for those notifications. So I could see that, okay, 
My ballot is in the U.S. Postal Service system. And then once it reached the, I forget the official name, but the registrar or whoever, whoever's counting the votes, once it reached them, I got a notification as well. So, um, yeah. Now, when you received the notifications, did it show the address or just show like it's at the post office? Now it's here at the official uh, place where they count the votes. Yeah, no, no addresses. Oh, no addresses. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, that was pretty cool. I mean, at least you know it arrived. Yeah, and they they <laughs> said we have received. Basically, we received it, and we will count your vote, and your vote will be counted, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So, I trust that my vote uh, did count. Although, you know. We live in a left-leaning state, so uh, okay. which still went left, and there's no surprise there. So, yeah, but they, it seemed like they went but, hard this year, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all these there's a yeah, yeah. almost seventy percent. Yeah, a lot of folks went hard on the uh, sending and sending in their casting their votes. So that's a good thing. Yeah, thank you for California. That's for, a good thing for being good at something <laughs> besides good weather and <laughs> high home prices. California is good for a lot of things, yeah. and but not for all things. And then we'll wrap <laughs> this little part up. But I just can remember on election nights going to sleep knowing who the president will be mm. yeah not always i said i remember yeah well okay obama both times pretty much <laughs> we knew mm. um i don't think i was i think the first president i voted for was no nah, i was gonna say clinton it mm. probably was clinton or mm. i was a voting age i think but i don't think i i voted so I'm trying to think who was the first president I voted for. Um, I'll t- I'll this was was it Clinton? Clinton? Who was he running against at that time? Bob Dole or yeah. something like that. I went to the Republican National Convention. Yeah, it was Bob Dole. So, and that was the year I turned 18. So. Um. Yep. Okay. What else is going on? Well, we were on a. We made we made prime time. Uh, prime time on <laughs> Facebook Live. Yes. That went well. We um we had some small te- technical difficulties, but I had a good time. Yeah, we were on with author Kennedy Devoe. Um, that's her name on Facebook. Um. And she does a live call, uh, a Facebook live um, every week, I think, uh, for a little while now called Boss Conversations. So, yeah, we were featured on her show. We made it. We made it. We made it. Moving on we up. Moving on up. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty fun. It was, I mean, that's the first Facebook live I ever I've ever done. Yeah. And plus it was an interview, too. So, you know, questions were set up and. We mm-hmm. answered them. We had a little bit of laughter going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
It was good. Plus, we look good on camera. No, I'm, just, I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get started with this uh, with this episode. Somewhere. All right. So we are on season three, episode what seven? Seven. Um, this one is called Lionel's Pad, and it aired November tenth, nineteen seventy six. And Summer has a a short synopsis. Oh, for I thought us. you looked it up. I didn't look it up. I thought I asked you to look it up. Oh, I, oh my bad. <laughs> I did look it up. You did. You <laughs> told did. me what you looked but, up. So I'm like, uh, all right, I'm I'm on here right now. So, <sighs> okay, Shannon. This is uh, George and Louise, and, and this is taken off of. Um, we're on. What are we on? I can't even. I was about to say Facebook again. <laughs> Google. <laughs> um, not sure who the author is, but we're on here. George and Louise are upset when Lionel announces he will be moving into his own apartment with Jenny, no less. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's start here, Summer. I always said that Lionel and Jenny were engaged to be married. Yeah. You always said they were girlfriend and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Right now, well, yeah, I think we, I think that was cleared up a, a couple episodes okay. ago. But yeah, I did okay. say that at first. So in the in the coming upcoming episode, we will verify it for sure. But I always knew or thought they were mm-hmm. engaged to be married. I never thought they were girlfriend and boyfriend all the, all this time. Anyway, mm. that was just a side note for myself. Yeah, I mean, uh, my my logic behind. Thinking that they weren't engaged was I didn't see the engagement. I didn't see the proposal. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think they ever actually showed one. I was like, I didn't see the proposal, so it doesn't exist. Right. It's not real until unless I see it. <laughs> we put a ring on it, huh? Until I, I mean, she's been wearing a ring, but that you know, you know how y'all do sometimes. I say y'all. I'm talking about men. You guys. Oh, here's a promise ring. Like a promise of what? Like you know. So it could have very well just been a promise ring or a ring that she was wearing. But she has been wearing a ring. I think the mm-hmm. whole time. Like all along, right. um, she dumped Lionel in one episode and threw his ring back at him. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that didn't last long. Yeah, um, yeah, it lasted for a couple of days, <laughs> yeah. or or half an episode. Yeah. <laughs> so Lionel decides to get an apartment because he's a little bit um, tired from his commute from work and school because he's in school. His his new job is paying for him to to. Um, receive his master's degree. So not only is he traveling to work, but he's also traveling to, to school as well. And his commute is a few hours um, total throughout the day. So he decides to, um, well, he, he didn't decide to get an apartment. What happened was his coworker was actually moving out of state mm-hmm. and suggested to Lionel, why don't you take over my apartment since I'm moving out of state? You know, it's hard to get an apartment down here, which was in the, uh, what do they call it? The village. The village. The village. Yeah. So it was pretty hard to get an apartment down there. Not alone, Louise mentioned the fact that it's hard for a black person mm-hmm. to get an apartment. She didn't say down there. She just said it's hard for a black person to yeah. get an apartment anyway. Yeah. So George is, ex- is excited about this because... You know how he feels about him marrying Jenny. It's not that he doesn't like Jenny. 
he doesn't like the fact that that Jenny is a she comes from a biracial I'm sorry, interracial family. Yeah. And that's what bothers George the most. He likes Jenny, but it's just the fact that her family tree is what bothers him. So he figures that if Lionel moves out on his own, he won't have time to spend with Jenny, Mm -hmm. and he eventually will find a new girlfriend or a new fiancé or somebody to date. Or Jenny might say, well, we're not spending enough time with each other. This isn't working out. Let's go ahead and break up. But George doesn't know that Jenny's moving in (laughs) with Lionel. (laughs) So now George is upset that Lionel's moving out. He doesn't, he was like, no, you might as well just (laughs) stay here now if you're going to um, continue to be with 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 Jenny. And not only that, I think that George, well, Louise is old school. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think it's a good idea that they shack up with each other. So she's against it because of that, not because of who it is. Mm-hmm. She just believes that if you're not married, you shouldn't live with each other. Um, And Lionel, you know, convinces her, well, not convinces her, but tell her that look, we we are engaged. We we're we're practicing. I think that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about that in previous episodes about being in a relationship, living with each other before mm-hmm. you get married. It was a few episodes a ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. We were talking about call it practice <laughs> or being 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 with someone for so long but not being married and. A lot of people say it's just a piece of paper. He he said that in this episode too. Yeah. It's just a piece of paper talking mm-hmm. about the marriage license. Right. Or whatever. And Louise asked Jenny, what you know, well, what does your parents think about it? And she was like, Oh, you know, I haven't told them, but I'm sure they're they're cool with it. Mm-hmm. Jenny just believes that her her mother and father, Tom and Helen, are are more hip per se or up to date or, you know, wouldn't mind that her and her fiance move in with each other. Mm-hmm. And when she tells them, it's just the opposite. Mm-hmm. They're upset as well. Yeah, and they don't really have too many um, words. You know, they're just like, they forbid it. <laughs> like, you know, they don't have a whole lot to say about it. They're like, yeah, no, you're not doing that. You know, she thinks that they're so liberal and so open yeah. and so, um, yeah, just not as old fashioned as Lionel's parents are. So it was to her great surprise when they were not for it at all. They, I guess they're a little more old fashioned and they let on. Yeah. yeah. So that was a not a not a successful conversation between her and her parents but um just going back a little bit to the george george's take on what's going on and i thought it was interesting because louise is old-fashioned you know she doesn't think that they should move in together before marriage and whether or not george is like just picking on on jenny or not 
he just he says like, okay, well, of course, Lionel, you know, there's the, this is the sexist part coming out of him again. Of course, Lionel will be all for it. You know, he he's a man, you know, but it's her job as the woman to, you know, maintain the the hmm. <laughs> maintain the kind of old fashioned values or standards for their relationship. But it's it's to be expected that Lionel wouldn't because he's a man. Right. So, and I thought that was funny because I think that's kind of how a lot of people think, too. And I don't know if women really subscribe to that, subscribe to that I, ideology or, or agree with that. But really, a lot of times the power of kind of where the relation goes like are we going to move in with each other are we not um you know or are we going to have sex with each other even or are we not you know there's this kind of idea that well of course that man's going to want it or he's going to want to go for it but it's the woman's you know if you want to maintain some purity in the relationship or you want to maintain um traditional values that's the woman's job to be the gatekeeper for that so I thought that was funny I think that's what a lot of people think Mm -hmm. but that's what George said yeah Uh, I don't understand you completely meaning you say it was you mean it was Jenny's job or Louise's job Jenny's job to do what it was Jenny's job to say it wasn't a good idea for them to move in together oh, before okay. they got married. Oh, okay, I yeah. understand now. Yeah. I understand. And, of course, Lionel's going to say... Yeah, let's yeah. move in together. That's yeah. like con- convenient... <laughs> convenient nookie. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you, you think... So? I mean, it is convenient, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's what... Yeah, that's on the list, definitely. But <laughs> I think more so, like you said, practice. I think he was just wanted to practice. I think he was talking about practicing at the at the playing house in this in the sexual part as well. Yeah. I think because that's how I read it when he said it, because it was kind of like, yeah, we get to practice. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe. I don't think they were talking about practicing at paying bills and together and. Um, doing the boring, you know, running a household stuff. <laughs> and the way they decided, when I say they, Jenny and Lionel decided not to move in with each other was Mr. Bentley told them some crazy story, which <laughs> it was from left field. I was like, this doesn't make sense of of why they shouldn't move in with each other. The story goes something like, Mr. Bentley's brother fell in love with some woman mm-hmm. and they wanted to get married and Mr. Bentley's mother said no and they ended up getting married anyway and his mother's heart was broken. And she died. And she died. Yeah. I don't know. Basically alluding to the, the fact that she died of a broken heart. heart. Right. <laughs> so, and I don't know how... The Jeffersons or the Willises would have had a broken heart. I'm thinking yeah. they would have been upset, but not a broken heart. 
So from that story, Lionel and Jenny decide not to move in with each other. Well, they knew that that uh, Mr. Bentley was making the story up. Yeah, they they they, they knew yeah, it was they, like they right. make they're like okay, he's making this up just to get us to go and and consider our parents. But right. I don't think it really would have been that easy in in real life. Right, because Mr. Bentley's mother isn't dead. Well, yeah. 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 She's not dead. So they knew all along and he was just <laughs> he was just telling them that what they were doing was not right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um without saying it's wrong. <laughs> and you make the decision. You be he your likes, own judge. He likes to tell a story. Right. He likes to, to make his point. To make <laughs> to make you realize, yeah, to make his point, but make you realize something. Yeah. And so Lionel and Jenny decide not to move in with each other, mm-hmm. and they tell both of their parents. Mm-hmm. And the, the kicker part: both parent, both the Jeffersons and Willises were happy about this. They well, I'm not gonna say happy; they were relieved mm-hmm. that they decided not to move in with each other. But in return, they decided to move the wedding up closer <laughs> right apparently they already have have a date set but to make everything right they decided to move the wedding date up closer so they can not only um play house or practice house but actually do the real thing do the real thing yeah so mm-hmm. and that's the way this episode was wrapped up mm-hmm. um it it didn't really make any well Maybe they make some some points like you brought out summer, like the mm-hmm. the how the sexist thing is as far as um, how men think about moving in and how uh, a woman thinks about moving in with with somebody. Mm-hmm. But the, I think like this too, depending on especially if you're engaged. Depending on financial situation, I kind of feel it's okay to go ahead and move in. You engage, you have the date, and you're working towards saving money for the wedding. You said right. depending on the financial situation. What right. does that mean? Like if if we're engaged mm-hmm. to get married, we have our date set. I'm paying for rent over here. You're paying for rent over there. Move in. We can save some money for the wedding or towards a house or any other thing, paying off bills or whatever, because it's not like we're just a girlfriend and boyfriend. It's not like we're just dating. We're actually engaged and we do have a date. If I was to ask you to marry me and we don't have a date, I'm, I probably wouldn't want to do it because it's kind of like in limbo. But if I ask you to marry me, we actually have, okay, we're getting married in six months. Sure. You know, um, or if I think that's the only real reason, uh, people that are, are engaged should move in with each other, really. But, but most of the time, a, a lot of time, they're already living with each other anyway. We didn't move in with each other until we came we back came from the back honeymoon. From the honeymoon, yeah. Yeah, we 
we moved into the house. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Another thing, it is. I mean, like 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 I'm saying, it's kind of like practice. Yeah, but throughout that time, you learn everything about your the person you're going to marry before you marry them, and that takes a little bit out of it, a little bit of fun out of it. Yeah. You know, it's like. When we got married, it was things I had to learn about, you know, you. Hey, yeah, uh, I get that. You know, the part about, like, not it being new when you get married. Um, I guess I feel like... I feel like the only reason really people... Well, not the only reason. I shouldn't say that's, that there's one one only reason people should move in together. Um it isn't something that I wanted to do and and not because I was, I wanted to, I was worried about the element of surprise being taken away, but, um, you know, people do it out of convenience. I mean, yeah, certainly can be convenient, um, convenient financially, you know, and be convenient in, in many ways. Um, some of this stuff is a trial run, but, I would say to to people that, you know, move in with each other if you want to, when you want to, and for whatever reason you want to, but I wouldn't um, go into it thinking that you're going to learn everything. You know, let's just say you're planning on actually getting married. Um, I wouldn't go into that thinking that you're going to learn all you need to know about this person in six, six months, a year, two years. As long as you're married, you're going to always be learning about the person that they are. And the person that they are is also changing as you're, as you're changing, you guys are growing, you guys are experiencing like the, the one thing you can count on in life, whether you're married or not is, is change. And you know, going into moving in, thinking that you're kind of ahead of the game. I mean, I don't know, maybe you are in some respects ahead of the game, but just don't delude yourself into thinking that you're going to know all all that there is to know about someone from living with them a little while before you get married. Because people change for better or worse sometimes um, in the in the relationship and the dating phase of your relationship is different than the honeymoon phase of your relationship and the honeymoon phase of your relationship is different than the beyond the honeymoon phase of your relationship so you and I Shannon are in in the beyond the honeymoon phase of our relationship but we're not at that like golden age you know that golden uh level you know we don't have that many years yet right so but we're we're over 10 years but less than 15 less than 20 I expect that things are going to always change you know things are always going to change um yeah you just in your if you have children children add another component to it Children leaving the nest add a different component to your relationship. You know, people getting sick, getting injured, um, switching jobs, <laughs> you know, 
moving, moving from one house to another. All these things add a different element or layer to your relationship. So that's just my big sister advice to the people. I've never lived with anyone other than you. Um, and so that means I never lived, lived with anyone um, before I was married. But, you know, we're, I think we're still, you know, I mentioned the, the other day when we were doing the live that, hey, I learned about your toilet paper roll preferences not too long ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just within the last month or so, you know, so I mean, just that's that's a small thing. But I'm just saying people are growing. People are changing. And um, you aren't going to know everything ahead of time. So. Uh, just don't kid yourself on that on that note but hey yeah do what you do what you feel you gotta do yeah i think that practice thing mm -hmm. isn't it as is used as an excuse kind of because if you think you need to practice to marry the person it might not be the person you need to marry <laughs> <laughs> like let's practice being married first <laughs> It's like, I'm not, mm -hmm. it, sound, it almost sounds like you're not sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Let me see. Let's yeah. give us a trial run. Because, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I always feel, I, on that note, that makes me think of people who, like, are dating people, and they say, oh, yeah, I'm dating so-and-so, and yeah, she cool, she cool. Like, I wish I would, I wish I would hear you say, you tell somebody I was cool. Oh, yeah, Summer, she cool. I mean, you probably have told somebody that something like that before, but I wouldn't want to hear it. I want you to be like, oh, she's the best. She's the bomb. She's this, that, and the other she's all that in a bag of chips like I want to be more than just cool and that like annoys me but um no but the point being is that like when you're getting married you're almost a little bit delusional because mm -hmm. the thing about it is you don't know especially if you haven't lived with them you don't know how it is to live with them you don't know if they snore a lot you don't know if they um I don't know if they hog the bed up you know how sloppy they are. You they don't know. Talk and they sleep. You know they talk and they sleep. They 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 sleepwalk. There's a lot of things you just don't know. Yeah. Even if you you know every now and then spend the night, it's mm -hmm. just every some things just don't come up unless you are living with someone, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that was one of the things too. A reason why I didn't want to, outside of like just um, having some you know, religious beliefs about it, kind of using that. But ultimately, it was like, I just didn't want to be like, I didn't want to see you day to day in life. Like, I want, I wanted the surprise to be like, okay, I'm taking kind of a leap of faith here. I'm in love and it's going to be, how it's going to be. I know I don't expect, I know I'm not perfect. I don't expect you to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be what it's going to be. But I always, I, feel, I always felt like having that knowledge ahead of time would just be enough of, could be enough of a turnoff to lead to a breakup. Mm -hmm. To be like, mm, maybe I don't want to get married. Mm -hmm. 
after all. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't practice. You stuck. You stuck now. <laughs> I'm stuck now. I'm not just glad. I'm happily, happily stuck. Okay. <laughs> not like quicksand. Like you're. <laughs> I'm not drowning. I'm yeah. not about to drown okay. in quicksand. No. 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 All right. <laughs> let's take a break, babe. All right. Let's go ahead and take this break. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, welcome back to Black Sitcom History. Thank you for continuing to stay tuned to this episode. This is episode number 33, Shannon, of ours. So of ours. Of ours. Oh. Yeah, of the of this podcast. 33. 33. Were you 33 when I met you? I think you were like 33, 34. I think I was 34. I think you were 34. Oh, the old man. Uh, a very young man, and you're still a young man. <laughs> well, a lot of people, when I tell them my age, they're like, oh, you don't, you look much younger than that. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I think I just act much younger. I think I look around my age. But there's something. I think you like look at, at, at least a little bit better. At least. But okay. maybe even more than that. What you mean? I mean, I think you look... Uh, Younger than your age, mm-hmm. at least a little. Oh. But you got the little salt and pepper in your yeah, beard, so I might that get throws some, it off. I might get some of that wash that gray out your what it, wash that gray right out your hair just for men. <laughs> I was like, what? You never heard that? Yeah, I think is that the advertisement? Yeah, I think back oh. in the day that's the way it went. Wash that gray right out of your hair. Oh, you didn't Something sing like it. That. You had to sing it for me. Oh, that sounds. That I still sound don't familiar. think that's the tone or the, the, <laughs> the melody. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking about getting some of that um just yeah. for men and see good, because they good. they have some that's like it doesn't do all the gray. So it ends up looking like less gray, just less gray, or yeah. like a dark gray. I don't know how that would look on me. I don't know. Or just fewer, fewer, fewer grays. Fewer, yeah. grays. I guess, I guess the older grays in your hair will take the the dye more so than the younger grays. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But yeah, I thought about doing that, but yeah. you know, I mean, because what I if I cut my those who haven't actually seen me, I I wear a beard like year round pretty much, like a five o'clock shadow beard or whatever, but. It, I can cut it closer, and you can see less grays. So, you know, that would make me look younger. Mm-hmm. But I also think that I appear more healthier and more toned than a lot of men my age, I think. Well, yeah, because you work out every day. Yeah, but yeah, but I just... I don't, I don't want to say I look like I work out, but I just look... Like I might take care of myself. It's a like, bi- that's a byproduct of working out. Okay, because you don't necessarily look like a gym rat. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't necessarily look like a gym rat, but right. you look like an in shape person. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I had a conversation with this with one of my coworkers years ago, and he has a head full of gray hair, mm-hmm. and he. He has a, I mean, I have a little beer belly, you know what I'm saying? But he had like a keg, you know, like his stomach, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of chubby, same height or whatever. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm 44. He was like, how old are you, Shannon? I was like, 44. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, 
Man, you look like you're 64, you know. Yeah. So I think it's about also, you know, taking care of yourself, having a sense of humor, not letting too many things bother you. And I, I'm I'm learning as I get a little bit older when not even worrying about a lot of things, but just things on my mind. My my I guess I get anxiety now a little bit. Hmm. I was trying to blame it on the, these dang masks that I, we have to wear. Oh, you breathing, know, I, yeah. Yeah, because at work, you know, it's mandatory we wear a mask eight hours. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, maybe it's just a mask. But it wouldn't happen every day. Hmm. You know, my breathing would change throughout the week. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I just got something on my mind. And when I took care of the, the things I had on my mind, it seemed like I breathed a little easier. So I have to... I have to be cautious of that and work on that this anxiety little thing i don't even want to say that's what it is i just want to blame it on some just the mask Hmm. but um but yeah so um yeah a lot of people say i look much younger or they would say oh i didn't think you were that old you know so when they say that i feel like it's my maturity coming out because you know, they're saying it because of your personality. Yeah, oh, okay. not because how I look, but because, hmm. yeah. Because I don't. I mean, I don't feel. I don't know what a uh, forty-seven, forty-eight-year-old man is supposed to feel like. But Why I don't, are you aging yourself? You're not forty-seven yet. Yes, I am. Are you? Yeah. I'll how old am I? Thirty. I mean, thirty. Because <laughs> you, because women, women always lie about their age. You were forty-seven, huh? Yeah, I'll be Wait, forty-eight soon. No, yeah. you won't. She ain't even confusing born, me. I was born in 73. I know what year you were so born in. So I'm 47 in. right now. No. No. How old am I? 46. See, the age. I don't even know how old I am. You will be 47. Oh, that's good. Okay. You will be 47. Well, when I tell people. I helped you out. See, well, I told well, you about <laughs> the ginger that one time. The ginger oh, candy. The candy from last time. Okay, let's talk about this episode real quick. I guess that's why when I tell people how old I am, they really do say you look much younger because I am younger. Because you don't even know how old you are. <laughs> that could be but it. You, let me t- the other day, somebody asked me how old I was, and I had to think about it. Yeah, I told them 47, too. but I'm not 47. And I don't see now. You got, I got to look this up. I, gotta I just do think I'll just be, be, I'll just be like, I'm 30, I mean, I'm 40. And then when I turn 45, I'll be like, I'm 45. And then 50, I'll be like, because all those in-between numbers would be like, look, mm. I don't know. I don't yeah. even know. Well, um, back to the Jeffersons. Back to the Jeffersons. This is Tom the Hero. Tom the Episode Hero. 8, Season 3. Yeah. It aired November 17th, 1976. Yeah, yeah. I keep jumping in with my, yeah, yeah. What about this one, Summer? All right. While having a drink in Charlie's bar, George chokes on some popcorn. Tom leaves a neighboring table to perform the Heimlich maneuver and save George's life. But George isn't as grateful as he should be. IMDB.com so let's start off right there. Mm-hmm. George started off very thankful sure. and appreciative. Yes. yes. Um, long story short, it started to go to Tom's head pretty much. 
Yeah, and it did. Um, all the neighbors were congratulating Tom and also telling George how thankful he should be of Tom for Tom saving his life. Mm-hmm. And that was this episode. No, seriously, um, George. In a nutshell, George had a a a a meeting with his accountant, and George decided to finally do something else with his money besides saving. Um, he wanted to invest in some property. So he, he showed the, the accountant the brochure and the accountant basically told him like, no, that's a uh, fraud, fraud mm-hmm. switch and bait. What is, how, is that how you say it? Bait and switch. The bait and switch mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So his accountant... Um, they were just trying to sell it, sell, sell a dream, right? Uh, that was just false. His accountant had heard of it or seen yeah. it, seen it before. So his accountant advised him not to do it, mm-hmm. or whatever. So he, you know, he's thankful of his accountant for not allowing him to put his money into something that wasn't what it said it was or what it is. But back to, back to Tom, Tom is very now he's very protective of George <laughs> kind of you know He took him to the hospital, right. came back home. Yeah. And he was just telling George, you know, just be careful everything you do. Mm-hmm. You know, be cautious. I saved your life. And Tom really wasn't looking for George to just you know be on his hands and knees thanking him, mm-hmm. but he would just just like, oh, you know, I saved your life. It's like, you need to be more careful with what you do, basically. Right. And when I'm around, I'm going to treat you like a child, <laughs> per se. Um, but George, his demeanor changed two ways. It changed when Tom saved his life. He was like, "Oh, this is my buddy now. This is my this is my friend." He bought them some drinks, drinks. right? Yeah, them drinks. Him and, uh, and Helen, Helen. Mm-hmm. or whatever. And that lasted all but a few hours or a day, because now yeah. everyone in the apartment building they decide to throw Tom a party for saving George's life. Yeah. And now George feels like, oh, this is going, it's going too far. It's going too far. Yeah. And at first, I didn't, I didn't think that Tom was, that it was really getting to Tom's head, but he, like you mentioned, he was doing the most. He was doing way too much in ter- terms of um, making jo- making sure George was extra careful with what he was doing. Um, but he has a conversation. Tom has a conversation with. Um, Helen about something now I don't even know what Helen, oh now I do know what Helen was talking about she was talking about she read the brochure um that Tom not sorry that George had about mm-hmm. this enchanted gardens um real estate and she's reading like oh this is of course a fraud and then Tom's like did you see me or he's telling her the story about how he saved George's life as if she wasn't there mm-hmm. and she was like yeah Tom I know I was I was there he's like i know and i say the day he's just going on and on and he's really completely you know and enamored with himself um for being a hero uh at that point 
I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is going to his yeah, head. It, it started going to his <laughs> head. Because he wasn't paying attention to what mm-hmm. Helen was saying, and, and he's like, he's very proud of his story. So this mm-hmm. is how he's going to be at this party. Of course, she's like, oh, this is what happened. Let me tell you what happened uh, when I saved George's life. Um, so, uh, you know, that's a uh, pretty, that's a problem for George because he's like, I don't want to always have to be like, like, feel like I owe you something, you know? And in reality, Tom wasn't really asking, asking for George to do that, but he still felt proud of himself and, Mm -hmm. you know, he wanted to boast about Mm. How proud he was, or uh, well, not how proud he was, but boast about how he saved the day. Yeah, and that's when George showed up. Yeah, and plus George, she's the type of person he doesn't want anything. He doesn't want to owe anybody anything like, like that mm-hmm. per se. Have to always be reminded that they someone did something for him that actually saved his life, even if it wasn't that. It can be like. Remember the episode when his 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 friend he went to jail with came, and he was holding that over his head all these years. Like, mm, oh, yeah. you know, tell don't I'm gonna tell them what really happened if you don't loan me the money. He eventually got tired of that, right, you know. Right. So I don't think he would want to deal with the fact of somebody saved his life, always talking about it mm-hmm. or whatever. So he decides to just go ahead and pay Tom some money. Like, look. So yeah, here's your reward. Yeah, yeah here's, here's a reward. reward yeah. Me, here's me paying you back hmm. for saving my life or whatever. And and Tom is like, no, no money could um, pay me for saving my friend's life mm-hmm. or whatever. So George doesn't win by trying to do that. Tom still is like, yeah, I saved his life or whatever <laughs> or whatnot. So um, I think that kind of like you know open tom's eyes though to see like oh okay maybe i'm doing too much because he's like you know i'm insulted like why would you i'm your friend why would you pay pay me uh, a reward for saving your life like i'm your friend you don't have to do that Mm -hmm. but at the same time he realized okay this is a now become a burden on george for feeling like he uh, he owes him his life for something Mm -hmm. like i want to do something so that this you know, I don't feel not necessarily guilty, but um, like obligated to um, like always talk about how you saved my life and just go on and on and on and always and owe you my life. But um, yeah, I think that kind of woke Tom up a little bit, and Helen and Helen could see that too, because uh, Louise was like, "Oh, why aren't you so? Why aren't you more grateful?" But I think Tom and Helen could see like, okay. Yeah. maybe this is going a little bit too far. I think Helen already thought it was going a little too far, but uh, Tom was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so Tom eh, tries to come up with a, a, a little scheme to mm-hmm. accidentally walk in front of a bus <laughs> or accidentally slip and fall, and George is there to, to save his life. But Helen's like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you try to hurt yourself or kill yourself he might actually let you do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he might not, not save you. Yeah, he might not save you yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so, and how did Helen know that George knew about the the um, 
property being a fraud. How does she know? I felt, like they, they know? I felt like they overheard them because they walked in on George talking to the accountant at, at Charlie's bar. So I feel like maybe they overheard. I wasn't sure about that either, but mm. maybe they overheard that. Um, yeah. So but she didn't know. She yeah. she was aware. Yeah. So Tom Tom said, "Okay, I know what we can do. I'm going to go ask for the reward and tell." George, I'm going to use the reward money to invest in this property. The scam. The scam. And hopefully George would convince me not to do it. <laughs> and I can say, oh, man, you know, if I would have done that, I would have went broke. I probably would have killed myself. Oh, you saved my life. Right. And, and George fell for that. So yeah. Tom goes downstairs and, you know, asks for the reward money, like I said, or whatever. And George's like, no, that's a bad investment. Don't do it or whatever. And Tom decides not to do it. And he said, oh, you, you saved, saved my, my life. life. Yeah. And and George is like, yes, like we're even we're now. Even. Yeah. You know, and I didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> right. And Tom asked him, how did you know that this was a, a, a fraudulent <laughs> investment? And George lied like, I know these things. Or no, he yeah. said, I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm smart or whatever. I see that a mile away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Louise, so they're going to the part. Now they're getting ready to go to the party that they're having for Tom. They're still having a party. And George is so excited that Tom won't hang it over his head anymore. He tells Louise, like, yeah, I saved um, Tom's life or whatever. <laughs> she mentions to him, okay, when we go to this party, don't be bragging that you saved his life because the party's not for, for you, you or about yeah. you. It's all about Tom or whatever. He's like, okay, you know, no problem. I won't. And as they left to go to the party on the back of George's coat, it said, I saved Tom's life or something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So, and then it, the episode was wrapped up at that point. Yeah. Um, it, was, it wasn't, I mean, they have many points to this episode, <laughs> really. It's more so, yes, if someone saves your life, you definitely need to be thankful for sure. Yeah. But if, you're just any type of kind-hearted individual. You saving somebody's life, it shouldn't be a big deal. I mean, people will make it a big deal, but it shouldn't be a big deal. It's just human nature to to want to react and save someone's life like that, especially in an incident like that. Now, if we're in a shootout, I'm not trying to run up and, <laughs> like, shield somebody from getting shot unless it's family member probably (laughs) or whatever but it's just human nature you know and i've seen it where the opposite thing had happened i've seen when like people just walk over somebody having a seizure Mm -hmm. you know where i had to call 911 people just walking by like what you guys don't see this person on the ground shaking and stuff Mm -hmm. and they're just walking right by you know, yeah. But it, something interesting on this episode was I and I didn't look it up, and I, I have to work on that. Tom mentioned, okay, so George was choking on popcorn, mm-hmm. and Tom mentioned that he he tried a new maneuver, yeah, called the Hyman maneuver. Mm-hmm. Did he say that in the show? He, yeah, he. I don't know if he said Heimlich. 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 That's yeah, how you pronounce it. Heimlich. Heimlich yeah. maneuver. But he said it was a new a new procedure, procedure and he to, described it. Right. I mean, he went described it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He described. So I thought that was just a, a he called it a hot hymen movement. Hmm? No, is that what he called it? I don't uh I didn't take down what he said, but I don't think he could have said Heimlich maneuver, I but think. I don't remember him saying those words. Okay. I thought him saying something else. Mm-hmm. But obviously I recognized what he was doing right. as a Heimlich maneuver. Right. But yeah. he, he said it was something new medical. Yeah. He was watching a, a documentary mm-hmm. and it was a new way to um, help a choking person. Yeah. And he, he performed the Heimlich maneuver and it worked. Yeah. So that was interesting to me. You know, so it's weird how I'm, I'm learning a lot by watching the Jeffersons too. <laughs> things I didn't know. Things that I probably would never need to know, like unless I'm on Jeopardy or something, you know, but it's just, it's good to be a book of knowledge, <laughs> you know, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought that was something that was um, an old, old, do you call it procedure to use on a choking victim? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the Google mm-hmm. tells me the history of the Heimlich maneuver named after Henry Heimlich is uh, it was conceived of by Dr. Henry Heimlich mm-hmm. in 1972. Wow. So it was it was pretty new in the, you know, in 1976. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm glad they um, that he he came up with it in 1972 mm. before I was born, just in case. I just choked. in case. <laughs> just yeah. in case. I wonder how they did it. Before. Just pat people on the back. Huh? Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was in a boy, I was <clears throat> on for choking baby. You can't do it. Mm. You can't do the high mid movement. It's it's too much. Uh-huh. So they would they and plus the baby's too small. Yeah. Yeah. So they would, you know, you put the the baby's chest and your palm of your hand and you turn the baby like upside down and you, you pat the back mm-hmm. and it's supposed to come up uh, uh, you guys don't need to know that <laughs> but I mean, just hey, in case someone they want to they want to be a wealth of knowledge yeah, as well someone so. might have a baby and not know yeah. and if your baby chokes god forbid and you use the movement as um just um subscribe subscribe Descri- described um i get all the credit but yeah, definitely seek a professional. Don't just don't just rely on Shannon's word. I what he a, learned in Boy Scouts. I am a professional Boy Scout. Yeah, that's what you learned in Boy Scout. Yeah. That's why they recertify people for CPR and all that because things change. So things have changed since you were a Boy Scout. Yeah. I so want seek a professional on how to do first aid on your babies. Yeah. Okay. I want to <laughs> take a CBR. 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 C- CBR. CPR, CPR. I'm saying pulmonary resuscitation. I'm saying CBR because mm-hmm. it was a cycling um, league that I raced in called CBR, California Bicycle Racing. That's why I'm getting confused. But oh, okay. CPR, yeah, I want to take a CPR class. So, hmm. all right. So with this one, I'm on the interwebs right now mm-hmm. and looking at this article about Selena Gomez. But it made me think about. Um, 
Selena Gomez, and not that she was um, choking or anything, but she had some serious health concerns, um, and allegedly these were brought on kind of by a hard, rough lifestyle, you know, um, where she needed a kidney. Uh, well, let me let me take that back. I, who, I believe who is she. Who are you talking about? Selena Gomez is a pop singer. Okay. Um, I have no idea what what song you would know of hers. She watched that green fam- right out of here. Famously dated uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber at one time. I don't know who that is. She dated uh, for a period of time. Um, she dated um, what's that artist called? He dates the model, or he dated the model. Uh, the weekend. Okay, she dated the weekend for a hot minute as well. He even made a song about her, uh, possibly oh, giving her committing a kidney. Suicide? Oh, yeah, that's what no, not committing suicide, <laughs> giving her a, uh, a kidney. Yeah, you told me about that. We were in a car one yeah, day. Yeah, we were listening to him. Like, oh, he's talking about. <laughs> I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, so oh, did he give her a kidney? No, and that's oh. what I'm about to get get to though, because um, Selena Gomez. Now that we are aware of who Selena Gomez, this is what she looks like. Her right there, mm-hmm. this one right there. Okay. There. Um, she. I'm not gonna say she had a hard lifestyle. I'm. I'll just say, uh, it was maybe harder than what she needed to to be living because she um has lupus, an autoimmune disease, and um, but that didn't maybe stop her from living a lifestyle that was not, you know, really healthy or clean. Ultimately, she ended up needing a, a, a kidney. And she was donated a kidney by one of her good friends. At the time, she called her her best friend, who's also an actress, um, Francia or Francia Risa. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, Francia. I'll just, I'll call her Francia. So Francia donated the kidney and after donating the kidney, um, there was all this talk about basically Selena Gomez not really showing her a whole lot of appreciation mm-hmm. as a friend. You know, she kind of was hitting up everybody, anybody and everybody she thought could be a match or having all her friends and people that she knew get tested to see if, if they were a match. I mean, she was going, um, which is weird to me. It's like, uh, hey, hey, friends, can you all check and see if you're a match? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would do that. Maybe I would do that if I needed a kidney. But I don't know. I don't know if I want to burden all my friends with <laughs> getting matched to see if they can donate their kidney. You have to do a, uh, what's it, optopsy? Is that what it's called? That's uh, when you're dead. Okay, a biopsy? biopsy, biopsy, I don't biopsy know. on on your on your kidney, or is it just like blood work? Like I don't know, oh. I don't know how that works. Hmm. So, but ultimately, Fran- Francia, um, she was a match, obviously, and she donated a kidney to mm-hmm. Selena, and you know the the whole the story goes that they had a kind of a falling out, or maybe Selena. Maybe they weren't as good of friends as Selena made them out to be before (laughs) this whole kidney transplant. So if, let's just say you needed a kidney and one of your friends 
donated their kidney. I mean, how would you approach that? Like, would you tell them that, uh, I mean, I don't know. No, you're the one who's receiving. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're let's say you're the one that's giving the kidney. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Would you tell them like out and out like, hey, um, I don't expect I did this as a friend. I found out that I could donate and, you know, I just wanted to do it for you, you know, and you don't owe me anything. Like what kind of conversation would you have? Would you even bring it up? Hmm. This is assuming that you would do this. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that you should, but I'm just saying, just assuming that you would. Yeah. I don't know. The type of friends I have, they would want to repay you some type of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wouldn't necessarily money. It might be like every time they go on vacation, I'm invited. Mm-hmm. No, you know, don't worry about it or. Whatever. I don't, yeah. But would they have to do that always and forever? No, but I'm just saying they would definitely. You think that they would? Would want to offer something. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, you definitely want to be appreciative because that person pretty much saved your life. So how do you show your appreciation of that? That's like one of those ongoing things, like, how I show my appreciation to my mother <laughs> for life because she yeah. gave me birth pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those weird situations. It's not like they can request their kidney back. You know what I mean? Like, right. so, and that, that's that's weird. What if, what if, you know, you're going through the transplant part of it and the, the receiver dies and your kidney is already out? Can they put your kidney back in? Like, that's, I don't know. It's just something <laughs> I thought about, like, you know? know? Like, I um I read a, a, a cycling article one day about this father whose son passed away, and he, his son donated his heart mm. to someone. And a cyclist rode, rode from his state to the other state where the person lived or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just to hear his son's heartbeat mm-hmm. in someone else's body, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of weird, but you know, <laughs> the, you know, the, the guy was crying or whatever. They had a picture of it, but I thought that was kind of, <clears throat> kind of weird. Like, man, like, yeah, you know, like I don't. I mean, that's sentimental without a doubt, yeah. but I don't. I've never really. I've never really listened. No, I'm not going to say never really. I never have listened to my daughter's heartbeats at all. Now, when it, she was little mm-hmm. and she would sleep, you know, I would make sure Watch she her. was breathing. Yeah, like, like is the chest r- yeah. going up? Okay. Yeah. All right. See, I, I, cared, I definitely cared about my baby girl, <laughs> you know, but I never, like, put my ear to her heart to hear her heartbeat. So, but, yeah, that's a weird situation to be put in yeah i guess that's why some people you know they do it um anonymously anonymously right without you know yeah i I, yeah it's rough i mean Mm. especially if you know the person i feel like in this in the case of uh selena gomez and the other 
girl, Francia. Her name is not other girl. Her name is Francia. But I feel like it's, you know, because Selena, they're both celebrities, in, you know, in some way. But Selena is the the bigger celebrity, the much bigger celebrity than Francia is. So um, there's this this idea that Selena was basically using her to get a, a kidney. Well, Francia and that, could have been using her to be more that, popular. That's too. true. That's true. And then, you know, but it's like. I feel like the a lot of the burden is placed on Selena because she's the the bigger, richer celebrity to I don't know, just look out for her and not necessarily take care of her, but just just look out, you know. I mean, do make they, sure she's good. They're not like mad at each other, right? They still I hang out. I think that right? they might have been like mm. had a falling out. I'll be like, I'm I'm about to you got my kidney. I'm about to drink myself to death. And <laughs> you can feel it in your body. <laughs> yeah. And then that was another thing, too. Like, people are kind of like, you know, a little bit pissed off that Selena might be, you know, she's done, made some appearances where she appears to be drinking. No, I'm saying if I was Francia, uh-huh. I would get drunk because now that my kidney's in somebody else's body, mm-hmm. it's going to affect her. You know what I'm oh saying? You see what I'm saying? Don't, you don't want to ruin the one that you have left. Yeah, I know, but I'm just like, <laughs> you know how like you know how they say like twins can like yeah, feel each other no. like or something. Yeah. No, no, I think Selena <laughs> Selena may have allegedly been doing her own drinking on her own with even with a new kidney. So uh, that and that was part of the other backlash that that she was received. I don't know if it's been been proven mm-hmm. one way or, or the other but i think that selena might have have just been like oh you know i'm grown i can do what i want and it's like well yeah you are grown and yeah you can do what you want but you know you would you seem a bit ungrateful for kind of a second chance at life when somebody yeah. mm-hmm. risked their life to help you yeah. you know but people people think of it some people take it differently. Like people have a second chance on life. They're going to go clean and on straight and narrow. Like, Oh, thank God I have a second chance. Yeah. And then other people's like, you never know. This might be my last day. Well, then you could, it could, it could have just been your last day with your own bad kidneys. Like, I don't want it to be your last. I don't want you to be living it up. Like it's your last day with my kidney. you know what i'm saying i'd be like i know you could have done that that stuff with your own bad kidneys but she has a bad kidney so she can't do too much of it or she dies sooner now that she has a a a good Mm -hmm. but she still has lupus though oh well it's that too she still she still has an autoimmune disease you know what i guess (laughs) i don't know I'd be like, I need you to have a plant-based diet. I'm going to need you to do some yoga. I'm going to need you to meditate, pray, all the stuff. I need you to live a stress-free life. I need you to do all those things, drink a lot of water, get a lot of rest with my kidney in your body. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel some kind of way. I'd be like side-eyeing, like, you got a drink? Is that, is that drink or is that water? Mm-hmm. What's that in the cup? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. With my kidney? Mm-mm. <laughs> Anyways, so. But one, one last thing about this episode. 
George and Tom are friends, so it wasn't even a big deal for Tom to, to save his friend's life. Sure. It's not like he yeah. was just a, a, a stranger, mm-hmm. you know. But so. it seemed like it's almost, it would almost be more, it would be less uncomfortable if it was a stranger. Yeah. Because you don't have to see them every day. Mm-hmm. You don't have to mm-hmm. be, in each, be in each other's lives, yeah. well, that's which what, is weird. That's but what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's go to the, um, Jenny Discovers. All right. This will be the last. Yeah, the last one. For this episode. Um, and before we get into that, mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and mention mm-hmm. that we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. And we are at Black Sitcom History in both of those places. It would be wonderful if you would go over to Facebook and like our Facebook page and go over to Instagram and follow our Instagram page. We would be so grateful. And you know what, audience? I want to know what your favorite episode is as far as the podcast that you have listened to. I want to kind of rank them and also what was your or what is even though we haven't got to we might have not gotten to that episode yet what is your favorite episode of the jeffersons that we have talked about or one that you're waiting patiently for us to get to to talk about and have you learned anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right speaking of learning jenny discovers something yeah, that's the name of this one, Jenny's Discovery. Jenny's Discovery aired November 24th, 1976. All right. We're almost in 1977 now. All right. So I'm back on imdb.com, and this is how the story goes. Jenny's premarital jitters about whether or not she loves Lionel enough to marry him are put to the test when he, George, and Tom go to a football game and may have been seriously injured in a charter bus accident en route. That was a good one. That's, <laughs> that's the episode. That's it. No. <laughs> and we're done here. Have a nice yeah. weekend now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um But that doesn't t- that doesn't uh that that, that doesn't tell us what she discovered. Right. <laughs> All right. The episode starts off um Pretty much, the they're having a. I didn't know this was a thing. I guess they're picking. I don't want to say China because when I watched the episode, I felt that was kind of racist. I don't know why. Cause I need to look it up. I, why do we call plates and utensils China? Um, you know so. They were looking at China, China, China is, for is like, the wedding. China uh, doesn't have anything to do with China, though. With the China where? Like, yeah. you spell it the same like, way, right? Yeah, you spell a lot of things the same way, but they um, mean different you, things. Uh, yeah, you, you, you're, you're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're right. But I just felt, I don't know. Well, anyway, they were looking at China where for mm-hmm. the wedding mm-hmm. or whatever. I just wanted to bring that point up because I, I, I don't know. I don't know why no one ever changed it. Mm. I guess maybe because the best um, plates and 
saucers and coffee cups come from China, maybe? I don't know. Um, You should investigate that. Yeah, I would. Because I don't know. Okay, so Mr. Bentley has three tickets to the football game that he can't attend. So he offers the tickets to George. But George is like, no, because it's Sunday, and George wants to relax <laughs> on Sunday. He just wants to chill or whatever. So Mr. Bentley gives them to Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom invites Lionel. And Lionel finally convinces George to come because he says it'll be like old times, like when you used to take me to the football game mm-hmm. when I was younger. And plus, you're not doing anything. Do you want to help them pick the right china for the wedding? So <laughs> George's like, you know what? You made a point. Let's go to the game. Yeah, he was relaxing right. that day, but yeah. And at this time, there was a, a taxi strike going on. And I believe that that actually really happened. I think they had a, mm. a taxi strike in the 70s in New York or whatever. So the only way to... The football game was by charter bus. So they had to take a charter bus to the football game. Now, Jenny is spacing out why they're trying to figure out what type of china to to have for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And Helen realized something's not right because you should be excited. And she's sitting there thinking about some other thing. So Helen investigates, like, hey, you know, what's what's going on? Jenny basically basically says she doesn't know if she actually loves Lionel or not. Mm-hmm. Right? And she could have fooled me because they always hugging and kissing and mm-hmm. you know, lovey dovey and can't wait to see each other and always want to go in the bedroom with each other, all that good stuff. <laughs> Helen asked her why you know, why do you think you don't love Lionel or whatever. Some guy, some very handsome guy that all the girls adore actually asked Jenny out. And she said she wanted to, to go. But the reason why she chose not to go is because this particular man is married. So that's what stopped her from going. Mm-hmm. I guess if he wasn't married, she would have went. Yeah. So this is what's giving her second thoughts about if she loves Lionel and if she wants to marry Lionel at this time or at all or whatever. And this is something very important to know before you get married. Yeah. If you love the person, <laughs> if you if you so. if you want to marry him. Yeah. So, and it's to me, it's like. Lionel, he he he's not doing anything wrong to make her want to go out with somebody else. He's not treating her wrong. He's not cheating on her. You know, he's showing her all the affection that a woman would need or whatever. It's just she just not for sure if she loves him and wants to spend the rest of her life with him. Yeah. I think that's what she said. Or whatever. So as Tom, George, and Lionel are on their way, so we think, to the football game. There's a terrible bus accident where some people didn't survive the accident. They died. 
<coughs> so, not only Jenny, Louise, and Helen are all concerned because their men are on the on the bus, and they can't get any information on what charter bus it was that actually was in the accident. Mm-hmm. So they're fearing the, the worst that they could have died. And at this time, Jenny actually realizes that she does love and care for Lionel. That's where the title Jenny discovers. She discovers two things. First, she didn't know if she loved him or not. Now she realized something like this tragic that could have happened to Lionel helps her realize how much she does love Lionel. I don't know about she still want to spend the rest of her life with him, but she it, she yeah. does it realize seemed that she loved, right. Yeah, it seemed enough it was for a, her. It was enough. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, I don't, I, I want to, well, no, that's not the first time, but Florence, you know, she, she brings God into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. She told them, you know, have faith, God, Prayer works. Prayer works mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And it it made me think back when she was thinking about committing suicide. Yeah. Like, you know, did she know God then or did she just find God? Yeah, she was, was trying to go meet God. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she was saying. She yeah, was trying to go be yeah, with the Lord. <laughs> right. You're right. But, <sighs> but yes, yeah, so they brought that into this episode <laughs> or whatnot. So, but we have some good news. Of course, of course, Tom, George, and Lionel didn't die or weren't injured. Um, what happened was George really didn't want to go to the f- f- football game anyway. So he told Tom and Lionel he had to use the restroom. And he stayed in the restroom too long, and they ended up missing the bus. So they spent the next two hours in Charlie's bar, just just drinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. We we you know what we need to back up because we missed a somewhat important part of this episode is how Tom had got drunk like the night day before, before the yeah. day before at a party, and Helen was very upset with him about this, and George was telling him all along, "You need to stand up to her," <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. So while there are Charlie's Ch- Charlie's bar, is it Charlie or Char? Charlie's bar. Charlie's bar. George is just pumping them up. Like, yeah, you need to confront her and tell her you the man. And you, you just drinking yeah. cokes over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's just been drinking cokes for two hours. <laughs> he didn't want to drink because he didn't want Helen to um get upset with him for drinking and being drunk again. So he's just drinking cokes. And and um George is like, Well, if you're gonna man up, just drink a rum and coke then. And Tom was like, okay, um, bartender, may I have three rums and Coke? Yeah. Or whatever. And George's like, well, thank you for buying me a drink. And Tom was like, nah, they're I'm all like, yeah. three, they're they're all all three for, me. for me. Or whatever. <laughs> so now Tom is drunk. They eventually make it up to the, to the apartment. And when they get in an apartment, everybody's relieved. All the wives and f- fiancés. Or only one fiance and and Jenny mm-hmm. are relieved that they weren't on the bus or that they well they don't know that they weren't on the bus yet they just happy to see him and Tom goes off on Helen pretty much like yeah I I do what I want to do when I want to do it or whatever 
And George like, yep, go ahead, tell her, you know. Now he get, keep, no, yeah. he actually keeps going back to to George and, and it's like, yeah, oh, George, yeah yeah, 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 I'm telling her, and he's like, uh, don't bring me into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Les, and I ain't in this mess. <laughs> what was Louise saying? Um, well, she was talking about the fact that they were worried about them, and they had the nerve to be alive and drinking in the bar. So she was just upset that he didn't even call to say we're not actually going to the stadium mm-hmm. and, and Jenny had called the stadium to have them paged and they you know never, and yeah. they were they didn't answer so they were even more worried so he she was mad that okay you didn't make it to the stadium you should have called to let me know that you weren't alive <laughs> like they, they didn't know that there was an accident but mm-hmm. still you know she said you should have let us know so she was she was annoyed by that but what happened Huh? What happened? What What do you mean, what happened? Louise was going off on George. And then they left? No, and Tom was like, don't take that. Give her a piece of your oh, mind. Oh, that's what you mean. I <laughs> yeah. don't know what you mean uh, when you say what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a lot of things happen. <laughs> but, yeah, he's like, give her a piece of your Oh, tell her what's what. Give her a piece of your mind. And he's, at that point, yeah, he's like, shush, be quiet. Yeah, yeah, like, I got Tom, this. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> we, we, we know that George is all talk. And we know that Louise is not a pushover, even though she, you know, is a a sweetheart, but she's not a pushover. So, yeah. Yeah. But all all the while, Tom was getting, getting, um, getting sassy with uh, mm-hmm. Helen. And then eventually she told him to sit down or something. Yeah, he and he's like, okay. Like a little puppy he's like, dog. okay. <laughs> little puppy dog. Okay, he's like you got, and then he's like, they're like, you guys are gonna pick these china patterns, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go out. Right, but Jenny was happy to see Lionel. <laughs> yes, yes, she was so. happy to see him, and that was, you know, her worrying about him and her relief about him coming back that, was enough yeah. for her to feel like, okay, I, yeah. I, I am, I am in this. This is this, this is my guy. Right. Yeah. Well. Sometimes it takes things to happen before you actually realize how much you care for somebody or even some things. Like if you lose something, like, man, I really. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like the the loss of that thing or someone. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, well, why don't I? Uh... <laughs> and I don't mean the loss of them in, in terms of, of, you know, in this case, an accident and them dying. I'm I'm talking about. They're like, okay, if you're not sure about me, okay, cool. Then you you break up and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I do have other options, but I think you're you're still the one. Like mm-hmm. you're the one. Like because that's that's where all the fear comes in too. You're like, oh my gosh, I, I think it's natural to have cold feet. Like I mean, to some extent, some people just are. Oh, go overboard with it but um to some extent because the life that you have is basically it's coming to an end you're going to have a new life with mm-hmm. someone as a married person and it, it looks different um so it's just a matter of you being uh ready for that change and sometimes you don't know that you're ready until you just do it <laughs> You know, that's that's the tough part. I can't help I can't help you all out with that part. I can't give you reassurance that everything's gonna be okay. Um, but that that is the risk and that's what makes people I think sometimes 
uh, have cold feet because you're going, you're moving and you're going into the unknown. You know? Is this something that happened? Or no, that's not what I want to ask you. When do you think you realized that you loved me? When do I think that I realized? When did you? Huh. I don't think it took me very long into us dating for me. I think I realized it before I said it. Like, you know, it wasn't like you said, Summer, I love you. And then I was like, huh, let me think about that. Like, I was sure about it when you said it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it took, I don't know how to put that in a, in number of months or of dating, but I had known you for like, I don't know, maybe I hadn't, well, (laughs) I had known you for a year. I'm trying to think, because I'm like, when did you start dating? I mean, but did something happen? Oh, okay. Uh... I don't know. You were just very consistent. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, I don't know if you did a certain thing. You just, you kept doing things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a bugaboo? No. (laughs) If you were a bugaboo, then I would have been avoiding your calls when you called me. Like, we (laughs) we talked every day. Even before we were, like, officially going steady. Mm -hmm. We talked every day. So... You weren't a bugaboo because if you were a bugaboo, I would have I would have gotten rid of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't have just kept talking to you. <laughs> hmm. Okay, but um, I think once we started dating, I mean, maybe even I don't know, maybe even before because you know we were living in different states at the time, mm-hmm. and I think just kind of like. You know, you were, you had a concern for my well-being. You came came to see me. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. It wasn't that I didn't take you seriously before. Um, kind of the effort you put into to showing up, being there. But you seem to be interested in, like, day-to-day stuff, too, like, this is going to sound kind of funny, but you were like, um, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't get it at the time. I was just like, I don't, I don't understand. Like I was going out to buy something, like buy like something that I was, something I wouldn't do today, but going out to buy like a TV or something. Mm-hmm. And then I had payments on it. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll send you some money for that. That You know, I'll send you this. And I was like, oh, that's, I'm good. But I was like, oh, you care <laughs> about me. <laughs> like, and then I, you also, I was a Excuse single me. parent at the time too. Mm-hmm. But I, and I, this is another thing that I thought was strange. <laughs> but you were like, no, you're not a single parent. Like you would say, you're like, no, you're like, you, you would like tell me that I'm not alone. Basically. That basically that's what I got from you saying that I'm, I wasn't a single parent. You're like, yo, no, you're not alone. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I think that just, I really felt like we, and it may have been a a, a function of us just talking to each other a lot and not really being around each other a lot. We developed a friendship. And I was like, oh, I just like, like, like you. 
Because you can love somebody and not like them. But it's like, I liked you. And I just saw my future with you. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what if you did one thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a <laughs> a lot of different things. Okay. I don't know. What about you? When you saw me, you were like, Ooh, What did you do? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm playing. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see your booty first. I didn't see your booty for a while. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> But actually, when I first saw you, I thought you were like taller than me. Like, wait, I'm like that. She's real. Tall. I just had on heels. Yeah, but and plus, when you opened the door, I was steps down mm-hmm. too. So you, just, I had to really look up. I was like, dang. She's but tall. um, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, this it's it's not one of those things you. You have to think about. You just have to narrow it down, kind of. Yeah, like I don't know when, how to narrow. You know. I don't know how to narrow it down, um, really. Because it, it's going to sound so funny. Like I just remember being with you, like you being my girlfriend. I don't remember like before that. It's weird. It's just like we went out on that date. The next time I saw you, you was my girlfriend. <laughs> That's the way it felt. You know, it I don't was just think like it went exactly like that, but no, that's that's how you felt. That's how you see it. <coughs> because, <coughs> like summer, okay, so we're done with the Jeffersons. Are we done with them? Oh yeah, I mean, you have anything else to say about? I don't know yet, um, but I say what okay. you want to say though. So, excuse me. Like summer said, <clears throat> we lived in different states, so. When I met Summer, she was two weeks away from actually moving out of state. Mm-hmm. So she she had a going away party, and you invited me, I guess, because I showed up. I had to have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I showed up, and there was, like, no other males there that looked like. I was dating them? Yeah. You know, like I was like, I was I there. Tr- yeah. I was there for you, like you know, like mm. yeah, like I was there, and no one else should be there but me, <laughs> kind of, mm-hmm. as far as trying to date you or hook up with you or whatever. So that's why I say, I just from that day. Cause that was like the second time I saw you. I think no, was it the second time I saw? No, it was. Yeah, it was one of the first. I mean, again, this was a couple weeks before I even moved. So, so because like we went out that week, that Saturday, Mm -hmm. and the work week went through, and you were doing some things or whatever. And I think no, and I think I know you asked me to help you return um, a vehicle. Oh, I right. needed a ride. Right. Mm-hmm. And I gave it was late at night. So I gave you a ride mm-hmm. before we saw each other. Anyway, so I saw you at the going away party. And I felt like I was the man. Like, <laughs> you know, this is Shannon or whatever. And you paid me attention. Your mother paid me attention. You know, made me feel like I was important. <laughs> and you left. Yeah, I left. And we talked on the phone pretty much every day. And. I was like, I'm, I'm going to come see you or whatever. And 
Yeah, we were together. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know what though? So okay, so when I came to see you, we had because I came in like December. Yeah. Or was it New Year? It was uh yeah, you came on New Year's Eve. It was New Year's. So and I wasn't mad at you and I didn't even trip. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Cause I was I needed some R and R. But you were like, okay, the couch is over there. Mm-hmm. My bedroom's upstairs. If you need anything, let me know. Like, I slept on the couch. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah. You don't remember? I slept on the couch. I remember. And. Take your word for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. And I say that to say, like, that was. One of those things where I felt like, okay, it's one of them situations where we're taking it slow, whereas, like, something really could come out of this. You know, it's not like, let's just go all in real quick and see what happens. It's like, Mm -hmm. take our time Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I wasn't disappointed about that at all because... I'm not going to say I was really like looking for marriage per se but I was more like I'm getting at that age where I need to figure out what I'm gonna do figure out who I'm gonna do it with you specifically told me at one point maybe not at that time Mm -hmm. but you specifically told me that you were not sure if you were ready to get married Mm -hmm. I remember that being a conversation and I was like okay I'm like that's good for you. <laughs> I'm going to keep on doing me <laughs> regardless. Well, that's probably when I realized I loved you. <laughs> he was like, I'm I was out like, oh, okay, of. well, yeah, that's kind of the thing that I'm I'm looking for at this stage in my life. But, you know, and, you, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to try to convince you right. one way or the other. And I, I, I want to say this and make it loud and clear to <clears throat> men and women. If you're dating somebody, and you want to marry that person, I'm talking to the guys, really, Mm -hmm. and you want to marry that person, talk about marriage before you pop the question. Oh, gosh, yes, please, Because they, that might not even be on their agenda at all. You better talk about it before. You pop the question, (laughs) and they're like, "Uh, nah, we haven't even talked about it, but Mm -hmm. no, you know. So it's something that you definitely need to. Yeah. Talk about. I think in the movies they make it seem like <laughs> oh like it just happens mm-hmm. like no mm-mm, it don't just happen you better have a <laughs> conversation about mm-hmm. this yeah before mm-hmm. you get real surprised mm-hmm. but I, I, I really you know what I think the when I came to see you that first time and I left yeah I, I felt like, I wanted you around me. Like, I want her around me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want her to be around me forever, I think. Mm-hmm. And I can remember sitting on an airplane on the way back. This sounds like a love story in the movie. Sitting on an airplane on the way back, feeling like when I get back to California, I'm going to feel 
alone. Like, mm. you know, it was weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. people were no, talking I, to I know me. That feeling too. And I was just like talking, but I don't know what I was saying to them. I could have been saying your name over and over again. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that was a situation where I I knew I wanted you in my life for sure. Yeah. Right? Regardless if it was marriage or girlfriend. Right. And it's so it's so we just talking. It's so weird because when you moved, you were only out of state for like what, a year and a half? Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. right back. Then I came right back. I pulled back. you right back. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I willingly came back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that was uh that was uh, that was a quick trip. <laughs> you know what, audience, it's 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 very When you when you're with somebody and you're with somebody for a long time, regardless if you're married or not, it's it's good to reminisce and talk about what brought the two of you together and some of the good times you guys had and memories. Because you can forget if you don't talk about them, you can forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it helps you remember also remember why you are with that person. What did it for you? Yeah. You know, yeah, so that's a that's a that's interesting. You say that too. I agree because some people who are together, been together for a long, been together for a long time, they forget. Mm-hmm. It's like you had to have liked this person at some point. And what <laughs> y'all yeah. had a whole wedding. Mm-hmm. You had a whole wedding. You had to have liked them for some reason at some point. Like remember that, <laughs> you know, or try to remember that. But yeah. Is that our show, Shannon? Is that our show? Mm-hmm. Well, by the time, by next week's show, hopefully we will have the results of of this election. I am, um, <clears throat> I'm okay. I'm at peace with everything. You know, I would like to know. I would like for a, a dis, uh, something to happen. And, well, something will happen. I would like for a decision to be made soon. But, you know, who cares about what I want, you know, do, do things the right way, count the votes the right way and do what you need to do. So it's a little, it's too close not to just take your time and count all these votes. So yeah, definitely do that. And by you saying that, it's funny how in the media, how they said we were going to have some unrest. Mm -hmm. We haven't really had any unrest besides in Arizona. We haven't had results. Right. We haven't had results. But I heard that in Arizona, some armed Trump supporters went to a, a, I don't know, what do you call it? A place they count votes. What do you call it? A place they count votes. Polling place? Poli- well, no, not, no, not, not the polling, polling place, place, but a... A result? I don't know. Well, they count the vote. Register? They, I don't know. They showed up know. with, yeah, with, up with um, armed, mm-hmm. demanding that they like hurry up and count the votes. Okay, and I'm pretty. I hope somebody called the police. Yeah, they were there. And then (laughs) another thing, people were saying like they're um, doing this to prolong it, and all it's doing is building up tension. Mm. You know, but yeah, if if your party loses, no, let's not have any unrest going on in America. It's it's bad enough as it is. You know, Um, yeah can't socialize like you used to 
I remember when I was younger, Thanksgiving time, we would sometimes go to multiple people's houses yeah. through the day. And now they don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. We would go, we would like, we would go to different people's houses, maybe up to three people's houses, you know, see everyone. They might make you a small plate or whatever, take it with you. And then we would finally make it home and have our own cooked dinner, you know. But yeah, they don't, we can't even do that, man. It's like, wow. Anyway, have a safe week. Thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't listened to the interview that we did on Facebook Live with Arthur Kennedy DeVoe, Mm-hmm. Head on over to our Facebook page and check it out. Yeah. Like I said, there were some technical difficulties, so we might do the interview again. I'm not for sure. But anyway, need, yeah, we need your grace. Yeah. in terms of listening to yeah. to it, there were technical difficulties, yeah. but that um, yeah, a fun time was had by myself. Yeah, so I had a good time. Anywho, okay, but thank you all for joining us again today and listening to this podcast episode 33. Woo! And uh, we will see you all next week and talk to you all about some more Jeffersons. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.